You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I'm super excited because we've got a very special guest this week all the way from uh, just outside Atlanta, Georgia there. Her specialty, entrepreneurs hire her to help them create courses or digital products so they can get paid to chill. Now, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's there's plenty of people here that are like, that's what I need. You know, I need to get this course product up up and running so I can get paid to chill. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Tony Brown. Tony, how are you? Yes. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to be in this community and I can't wait to share my goodies with you guys. And then if you guys have any questions, you can also post those below. I'm like taking over the podcast right quick, but <laughs> if you have any questions, post them below and I'll see if I can, you know, answer them for you. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Tony, I'm going to hand it over to you from here and I'm happy for you to start where you want to start. Tell us what is it you do? How'd you get into it? Start there. And then maybe okay. if we can get into some of the tips where someone's watching this and, and they've got a they're putting together a course and they're struggling or maybe they've got a course and they, they want to put it together, we'll keep this more on the creation side of things. You know, how can we create the perfect course? But I'm going to hand it over to you. Start where you want to start and let us know about you and what you do. Okay, great. So my name is Tony Brown and I have really been in the adult education field for over 20 years. And I absolutely started when you were five, started when 20 years. So you started when you were five, did you, Tony? Or... <laughs> close, close. <laughs> but I, I, and I absolutely love it because it actually merged my two loves, which was education or which is education. And then also the arts, because with online education or with teaching adults, you get to be more creative um, with the learning process. And then um, you get to, I also get to act a little bit. So, you know, I always thought that I would be an actor. You know, I just had this thing that I would be on the stage. I just have a different stage now, right? I just have on the computer or on someone's phone, but it does merge everything that I love. So I absolutely love this field. And um, I started off facilitating training. Like I've done everything in the realm of uh, education. So I started off facilitating it live and doing workshops. And then I um, started getting into um, online training because it started becoming the big thing in our industry. And so I went back to school and got my master's in instructional technology. And that's the best way to integrate technology into an education system or program. And so, and that was really good because I got to do like, I, I, when I do um, career days, with kids, I say that I get to color and draw all day and still and tell people what to do, right? I'm giving you the steps and instructions on what to do, but I also get to create this visual for you so you can comprehend and take action and become a better version of yourself. So I absolutely love, love, love what I do and I've been doing it for years and I will continue to do it for years. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Okay. Let's get to the course creation side. Let's say someone's watching this. And they have, they've got an idea. Oh yeah, I've got an idea. I want to create a course like this, but they don't know how to implement it. Where do we start? Can you give us maybe a couple of your, your best tips where we're just starting creating this course? We don't know how to create a course. What have we got to do to create the perfect course? 
Okay. So to create the perfect course, you have to hone in. And I know you all hear this all the time, but you really do have to hone in on what you need to teach. Mm. Not what you want to teach, but what you need to teach. So the difference in that is that, you know, you may want to teach someone and I fell into this too. I wanted to teach someone like the philosophy, like how adults mind work and, you know, all this, the stuff that I learned in school. But ultimately, you guys don't want that. You guys need (laughs) the steps. You need to kind of know a little bit about the process, but you don't need to know it because you don't need to pass a test because you don't need to get a master's in it. So really identifying what you need to teach is how you get started. Um, one of the main mistakes that people do is they get started with the content. Like they just kind of like jump in the content and say, hey, this is what I'm going to teach. And no, you really need to step back and see what they, what they actually need from you. And so to get started, you know, you can do what I like to do with my clients is we do a, what I call the gift framework. So we're just identifying your goals, your ideal learners, your um, focus, and then your, your, your topic or your, your specific title. After you've gone through this, you can really determine what your topic is going to be. But I don't do it with the content first. I do it with the course first. So say, for example, hey, I want to teach a course in um, lawn care, right? In so what, what, sir? In, in what? Lawn, lawn care, you know, lawn. taking care of the grass. Oh, lawn, 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 lawn. Yes. Lawn, lawn. I don't know. Yeah, Is it yeah. the Southern accent? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's a lawn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so, it, so it is the southern accent. <laughs> the yard. How about that? Take the, the yard. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I need to know what about what's the goal of it? You know, is it to make the yard flourish? Mm. You know, is it really just to make it cute? You know, or is it that you want to switch out the grass that you have? You know, the, so there are different things that you need to determine you know, um, about your course before you even, the goal of your course before you even step foot in the content. Why, a lot are, people of people, gonna, why are people going to take it, right? They're only going right. to, they're like to learn something. You're only going to, you're only going to spend so much to, to learn something, right? As, as you discovered with your one, but like, yeah. oh, there's a goal at the end of it. Okay. If I yes. do this cord, my yard will be bang. But, you know, that's that's yes. different to just learn about your yard. It's, yeah. a, different, it's a different, right? <laughs> It is. No, no one wants to learn different. about your yard, but if it's okay, right. I can get your your yard to get from here to here, even though it yes. could essentially be similar stuff in the course, just by um, framing it like that, yes, it will be better. Yes, absolutely. And so it's just like some people miss that step and they just jump mm. right in. So my advice would be to first, you know, take a step back. Like you said, what's the transformation? Yeah. What is what is the goal of your course? And then once you determine that, you can determine the content that you want to teach, that you need to teach. Awesome. Got it. All right. And then idea. So it was goals and then ideas was this, no, ideal client. Yes. Ideal, okay. what I call ideal learner, because I've, I've been in this industry, we call, um, we don't call them clients, we call them learners. Learners. Okay. Yep. Awesome. All right. So how, how, what do we do to identify our ideal learner? Is that is that um, is it the avatar? Hey, I'm going to target women aged 40 to 50. Is it people that are going to learn this? What what do we sort of look for in our ideal learner? 
So there are a few things that you can take a look at. You want to look at what their pain points are because you mm -hmm. want, you know, what their problems are because of course, believe it or not, is the solution, yeah. right? You know, it is a solution to somebody's problem. So you want to look at their pain points and, and their problems. And then you want to make sure that your course is actually answering or solving that problem for them. So you take a look at that just for the, for the course piece, right? Mm. So you want to know, hey, who has this problem? Who will need to take this course? You yeah. know, and, and, and the reason that you need to know that is you also need to know where their, where their knowledge ends so that you know where your course shall begin. Yeah. That makes sense. So, you know, like, hey, I'm only a beginner in, um, Got you know, in, yeah, in, in, in line maintenance. I, I know a little bit. I know, I kind of know what the process is high level, but I've never cut a yard, a yard before. So, you know, what is it that I need to do? I, I've just kept the grass that was here when I purchased the house. I've never, you know, I don't know what's out there. What do I need to do to make it, you know, flourish? And so knowing where your learner is, um, as far as their knowledge base is, is very important too. So that's something else you need to consider when you're creating or identifying your course, because you don't know, you need to know exactly where your information needs to start. And a lot of people, again, skip that step too. It's very mm -hmm. important. And this is how you niche down the content in your course and make your course a winner. It's because you are answering that person's problem or you're solving that person's problem. So knowing specifically what your ideal learner needs from you is very important. And so those are the two main things, their pain points and, and where their knowledge currently is and where they want it to be. Love it. And I guess even if we use that, that yard example, it's mm -hmm. going to be different if you're selling to a gardener versus a, a stay at home mom or dad that wants to do some, some weekend or, or, you know, some, some weekend yes. um, person there, you know, in terms of the, the, the your, your copy is going to be different. Your marketing yes. is going to be different. What's in the, the course is going to be different. So and if and there's, there's that old saying, if you try and help everybody, you end up helping nobody. No one. Because yes. if we use that, that example there and you're trying to say, hey, if you're a beginner, you do this. And if you're an experienced person, you do this. The mm -hmm. beginners are going to find it too hard and the experienced yes. people are going to find it too easy and it just doesn't work. You'd be better having one of each. Here's this course yes. for this person, this, this for this one here. So absolutely. And And then yeah, and it also, it depends. I'm sorry. No, no, I you didn't can, cut you off. No, no, but you can. also consider the, um, you know, their location. So that's something else because- mm -hmm. People in Florida, I mean, using the yard um, example, people in Florida, their grass is different than people here in Georgia or people in Oklahoma. So um, it's really, you really need to take the time to learn or know your learner so that you'll know exactly what information you need to uh, include in your course. Yes, love it. Okay, the F was for focus. What are we focusing on? So we're focus focusing on the outcome. Okay. So the objectives what mm. um what's their focus going to be yeah. a lot of times where people make a mistake at is that they talk about what they're going to do as the instructor mm -hmm. right they say i'm going to show you how to i'm going to teach you um but you need to switch it because yeah. your course is learner focused yeah so what will they be able to do at the end of the course so by the end of this course they will be able to um, have a full fleshed lawn, 
they will be able to have a year round schedule for lawn maintenance or yard mm -hmm. maintenance. You know, they will be able to, the bonus, a bonus to that could be um, how to make your flower bed flourish, you know? <laughs> so the objectives help you focus on the content that you need to teach. Love it. And I guess the, the way I look at that is there's a difference between saying, hey, I'm going to teach you this and you're going to learn this. Subtle yes. difference, but one's a lot more learner focused. And I have a, a follow-up question there, Tony. Mm -hmm. What does someone do if they've got an idea, but they, let's say they don't know, they know the topic themselves. Let's, let's say, let's use the yard example, right? I'm okay. good at yard stuff. I'm not, but let's just hypothetically say I'm good at that sort of stuff, but I've never really spoken to someone that's interested in, in getting better. How do I sort of know what they need? Have you got any tips or, or strategies there? To identify what the learner needs. Yeah. If it's, I've never spoken to a learner. It's just, I'm mm -hmm. good at this thing here. You know, maybe all my friends are also good at it, but I mm -hmm. want to teach beginners. I don't know what a beginner needs. You know, I don't know what, <laughs> what, what sort of stuff that they, uh, what I want to teach them versus what they need. Any tips there? So there are a couple of things that you can do. Um, one is if you, a lot of times I feel like, you know, you, first of all, you should teach what you know yeah. and not teach something that you kind of know, like, yeah. Because you you need to you're going to be very intimate with this content, yeah. so it's best to work with something that you already know. Yeah. Um, people ask you questions. You know the reason that you're even thinking about doing this course is because people have been asking you, mm. you know, about lawn care in this case. People have been asking you, you know, oh, well, what's the best fertilizer? You know, oh, well, oh, so it's coming August. What should I do? And then also these questions, you'll see these maybe in groups. You may see these on um, uh, groups, meaning social media groups. Yep, yep. You will, you may see them just in social media period, you know, just mm. people are out and uh, just talking about, man, I have to get ready for this, uh, get my yard ready for the fall. I'm not sure, you know, how do I uh, plant the seeds, you know, or I, maybe I need to get a lawn care man, you know, people just kind of talk about things in life. And so you can pick up ideas from there. Um, you can also, you know, search YouTube, you know, yeah. what are people asking for? Look at the comments. Or Google, section. you know, what yeah. are people asking for when it comes to maintaining their yard for the year? Mm. Or, you know, and you can break it down even smaller and say, oh, what are they asking for? You know, how to treat my yard for the summer, how mm. to treat my yard for the fall. Mm. So you can literally go in and do a Google search there um, on Google and YouTube. And then, you know, there's always Amazon. Amazon has great books and you can identify there in the reviews if people are like, you know, the bad reviews, you want to look at the bad ones because that means yeah. that book is missing something, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that you can go in and say, oh, they didn't have steps on this or, oh, they had more questions about this. And that can kind of help you determine where you can start um, your course. Let's take a quick break. 
When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Awesome. Love it. Okay. That makes sense. And then topic is once we've done those three, now we've got our topic. Is that right? Yeah. So once you've done those three, you kind of, you have a better idea of what your topic is and what your title can be. And Mm. I always say that it's really a working title at the very beginning. So it could be like, you know, lawn maintenance one-on-one, or it could be lawn maintenance for, um, female, new female homeowners, because, mm. hey, they might not know, you know, yeah. I'm a, and I say that because I am a homeowner and my grass, I have a maintenance guy come through because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So if I wanted to take it over, then I would have to talk to him about getting, a, you know, I would need to get a plan, get a program in place. So um, I feel like it's, you know, I, I tell people right now, it's a working title and I don't want people to get caught up on a title title because yeah. yeah. people get caught up and get stuck. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of lose the momentum when it comes to the rest of it. And it's just a working title. So once you get through this information, you can really hone in more on what your topic should be that you're talking about, that you're training. Got it. All right, cool. So let's say someone's gone through this. They've got their topic. They're like, great. I know exactly what I want to teach. I know the goals. I know my ideal learner. I know my focus. How do we start putting it together? Do we get a piece of paper and do an outline? Do we, um, you know, jump on a, a Teachable or Thinkific and, and do a PowerPoint and start creating? Where, where do we go from there? So my process is I love paper to pencil yeah, me type, too. Of, um, <laughs> type of strategy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, from the content one, I do the, I go around, I mean, I'm sorry, from the course gift, I go down and dig deeper and do now a content gift so now you know what your topic is right and so now i'm going to go through those same steps with the course content yeah so literally what's the goal of my course content so i know that i want to teach a maintenance plan you know but really the what's what do i need in this content to teach this maintenance plan yeah so the first step is just really identifying the content that needs that's needed for the course so again, I just go back through gift. Mm. The thing about creating a course is everything is really repetitive. Yeah. You know, you just start <laughs> at one big level and then you just trickle down and then you just start repeating the process over and over again. Love so um, I start with the gift and I just kind of write it out and see what my content needs, what my learners need to know in my content, mm. and then, um, you know, create those objectives. And those yeah. objectives for your course content actually help you reach the goal that you identify for your course yeah and it is the guide and this is a tip or a hot hack the objectives are your guide for your content yeah it's also a pulse check so when you're going through and you're writing your content if you're saying does this does this help me help the learners reach this objective Mm -hmm. and if it's a yes you include it if it's a no you take it out yeah Love it. So I, that's how I kind of just, and I actually have like worksheets that have actually help you go through this process. 
and I have, you know, videos, which I call coaching videos, because it's actually me coaching you through this process mm -hmm. and helping you really get clear on the content that you need to include. But like I said, they're PDFs, downloadable. I mean, you can type them up if you want to, but it's something about that paper or pen to yeah. uh, a pencil to paper that helps the mind flow and makes it connect. Yeah, love it. And it's even, yeah. even if we think of it from a, a physiological side of things, it's like, if you're going to write a note, you've got your pen and you're actually writing it with that motion. It's going to stick in more. Whereas if you're typing, it's just a tap, you know, there's no different yeah. if I type a, an A to if I type a Z, you know, um, yeah. but if I'm yeah. writing down, it's completely different if I'm writing an A and if I'm writing a, a Z. So I think that's key yeah. there in terms of the writing. Um, yeah, love it. So it's basically cool. Here's the overview of the course. And then yeah. let's break it down. All right, cool. For, to reach those goals, I need these four objectives. All right, cool. Yeah. To reach that objective, I'm going to need to have a module that covers mm -hmm. that objective there. Cool. Let yeah. me do the, the module there. All right. This objective, let me do a module on this thing here. Because if you don't have that, then it's just a bunch of information thrown together with yes. you know, no sort of purpose. And it's just not what the online people really want, you know, difference. Right. like, And I guess there's a difference. You like, because I think the other thing there is, information is I'm not going to say not as valuable as it used to be because you can get most mm -hmm. of it on Google for free. If you mm -hmm. just want to search information, right? right? I can go on Google and learn, right? But if yes. it's a specific transformation, this saves me time. It saves me all that because I don't need to just learn stuff. It's a specific thing. I go through right. it step by step by step. So I, I love that. All right. Yeah, cool. absolutely. And then let's say we've got this in order. Now we write that all on paper um then is it just a matter of all right cool let me get this onto a, a powerpoint and record me saying it and putting it on a course platform would that be the next step from there once you've got it on on paper yes once you have it all mapped out and um it's it's basically ready to be developed so my process is like a four what i call a 4d framework starts off with the discovery phase which is like the gift you know i just identifying all the content that you need and then it goes into the design phase. The design phase is where we just left, where it's just identifying the um, content that you're going to teach, the course materials, um, you know, your content flow, and that's all in the design phase. And then once you finish that, you hop right on over to the development stage, and that's where you develop all the things you identified in the design phase, right? So you really go through the process of um, developing them. I love PowerPoint. That is my favorite tool. Mm. I've been using it for, you know, over 20 years to create courses and educational pieces. And I still, to this day, use it. Um, it's very easy to use. And um, I use it for my slide deck and my worksheets. So okay. it's an all-in-one <laughs> tool that I, I love to, to use. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. I, I go from there to development. And then follow up question from there. You, you do all your PowerPoints, you record mm -hmm. them on Zoom or Loom or whatever platform you, you use there. Uh, actually, I'll ask this question, then we'll bring the next one in. Uh, okay. In terms of platform of choice, do you have mm -hmm. a preference there or are they all as good as each other? Whether we put it on Thinkable or Teachable or Kajabi, New Zenla, what's your take there? So I personally use Thinkific. Um, and the reason that I use Thinkific is because I work with a lot of um, like larger businesses are my clients. And a lot of them wanted some uh, e-learning e authoring tools 
that are very professional. And think Ithic and I think Kajavi were the only two that offered that could house these type of documents mm-hmm. and these files. And so based on the price point, I went with Thinkific. Um, but Thinkific to me is truly, truly, truly a learning platform. Yeah. And I feel like Kajabi is right up there with it. Like it is really, it houses, you know, ability to have assessments. Um, it has, you know, certificates. It has um, more capabilities. Of course, it's growing and adding more features to it, but it really is what I consider an affordable learning management systems because most LMSs or learning management systems are thousands of dollars, like thousands of dollars to have a a license. And so this, I think if it was the one that mimicked that the most for me. And then, you know, I've managed learning, learning management systems over years. So I was familiar with that format. So that's the one that I like, but really and truly use the one that makes you comfortable. Use the one that's comfortable for you and for your learners, because really it's just about, which is the fourth D delivering the content, right? Getting the content from you to the learner in the most effective and efficient way possible. So I say go for whatever it is that works best for you. I have used um, PayPal with a link to a Google Drive. I mean, like when I first started, I I started with just that. And they had that folder and the folder had set up just like LMS and uh, that worked just fine. And then when I was able to grow, at, then I moved to Thinkific. You know, that's when I started searching for a better way and then um, finding these other learning management systems. But I say go with what works best for you and your learners. I don't want you to get hung up. This is another thing people mm-hmm. get caught up on. Don't get caught up on which one. Pick yeah. one that works for you. I mean, even now, ConvertKit has a digital download. Oh, okay. So literally you can do one payment or like a subscription with ConvertKit and you can do a digital upload and boom. I like that one because you get the emails, you know, already in your email marketing system, but you still get to deliver this um, digital product real simple and easy. So do what works for you and your learners. Love it. And I'll, I'll piggyback off that a bit. My first ever course was, yeah, PayPal, pay via PayPal. And I mm-hmm. sent you an ebook which was a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF. And it had a few videos in there as unlisted YouTube links. So my mm. course was, it was a big ebook. It wasn't, it, this is going back five, six years ago now, was it? Mm-hmm. Now an ebook is like, just give me your email address, right? But right. back then an, an email address was, a, a ebook was actually valuable. So it was yeah. like an 80 page ebook Ooh, with wow. um, certain YouTube links in there, you know, to mm-hmm. watch certain uh, 10 minute videos. And just on PayPal, it cost me $0, right? Exactly. But, but even now, going back now, I guess like a lot of these course platforms do have free versions as well. So if I was right. to go back, it would probably be easier. Thinkific, last time I checked, they do have a free version, but I, I think they're, I'm not sure if they're getting rid of that. I've heard some rumors, but if you can register today, you know, you'll get Thinkific yes. for free. Um, yeah. Memorable- you get like three, three courses in Thinkific for free. And this, you know, it's not full functional, but- 
yeah, yeah, exactly. And then same, I think I think Member Vault has a free one for up to a hundred people. Um, yes. New Zealand's got one. So even if I could go, like you can still still run things via Facebook groups and eBooks and, and PayPal mm-hmm. and all that. Um, but there's there's these amazing softwares for free anyway. So you can yes. you know check them out too. So I think that's a, a good point. One one question, and then we'll go to some of the the finish up questions. Uh, okay. What about in terms of like duration, both of the whole course? and the specific video is there any guidelines there and, and it's obviously going to differ depending on what you're teaching who your learner is all that sort of stuff there but let's say someone's watching and they've got no idea and they're like right should my course be one hour or should it be 10 hours should my course be if it's going to be five hours should it be five one hour videos or should it be you know however many five minute videos it's obviously going to differ but you being the expert in this space, could you give us some sort of guidelines there for a beginner? So, sure. So for me and how I was taught, you let the content determine okay. how the length of the course. Yep. Good point. Like you don't cut the course off and leave your learner hanging <laughs> without the solution, right? Yep. Yep. So you let the content, you know, determine the length of the course. As far as, you know, the instructional videos or how your modules and lessons are broken up, again, that goes to the content that you're, that you're teaching. Yeah. But no one really wants a 20 minute video, Mm. you know, I mean, it has to be really, really good content. Like I must finish this, you know? And, and the joy of having a video is that, you know, you it's a self-paced mm. and that they get the opportunity to start and stop whenever they need to. Mm. However, you want to make it small enough where they get these quick wins. Mm. You know, you want it, you do want it large enough to, you know, provide the information that's needed to reach the goal or reach the mm. objective, but you want it to where you know, our attention spans are very short nowadays. They're, you know, we have a lot going on in life, not just our attention span, but household things that are going on as well. So, you know, you want to make it, make your lessons to where people can say, okay, I have 10 minutes to get this done, Mm. you know, and they can literally sit down in these 10 minutes and really accomplish a goal. Mm. So, you know, seven to 10 minutes. I like to try to keep them at least 10, maybe a little bit of 12. Um, and that's only if it's 12, if it's something that, that the content warrants it, or, you know, just my conversation or my examples um, are warranted and make it longer than that. Anything longer than that, I think is pushing it. Um, only because it's just a lot to, to take in and you really want them to take action and so while you just talking to them about it, you know, hey, just tell us what we need to do. Give us a couple of examples so we can so it can be relatable. And then, you know, let me take action and 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 start my transformation and continue on my transformation. Love it. The the way I look so, at that, I guess it's a, a different way to look at it. Instead of being like, right, I need 10 hours of content so my course is worth X amount of dollars. Go back yeah. to the goal. What's the goal yes. of my course? If I can teach these people how to do it, do this then it's worth X amount of dollars. It's not the duration. Absolutely. It's the goal there. And if anything, probably the shorter, the better. You know, like yeah. if, if, if me and Tony are both selling the same course with the same outcome and with me, you've got to spend 10 hours. 
with Tony, you've got to spend five and the result is the same. I'm going to take the five. And then right. I'll watch the other five hours, you know, whereas the other four suckers got to do the, the course, you know. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, the shorter the better. But you know, you don't want to shortchange them, but as long yeah. as you can do that transformation and um, you know, not even just not just deliver the transformation, but in a way that they can actually take action and implement, yeah. right? Yeah. So um if you can do that in a short amount of time, you know, shortcut the yes. The shorter, the better. Agree. And I'll, I'll just piggyback off that action point, and then we'll, we'll do some closing questions. Sure. Um, I'm a huge fan of action tasks in my courses because I feel that's the goal. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. if I need this person to reach the, the result there, they need to do this. What can I yeah. do to, to, to make sure that they do that? So I think that's an important distinction for the, the listeners as well. It's like, okay, what can we do to get them to, to take action? So I love that. Yeah. Um, but hey, Tony, question I like to ask all of my guests is uh-huh. who their mentors are. You're, you're obviously a mentor for plenty of people out there yeah. over the years. I'm curious to hear who yours have been. And if you can answer it in three different ways, a mentor that you've paid money to and done their course or their coaching program, uh-huh. a mentor that you haven't paid money to, but you follow them on social media or wherever it may be, uh, and then a book or two that you recommend every course creator should read if they want to run a successful course creation course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they want to run a successful course. Yeah. Okay. So a mentor that I have paid, um, there is actually, okay, I'm going to do it a couple of ways. Um, I'm actually going to go back to people that I've worked with. Okay. I mean, I know you have this thing, but because I feel like the people that were my managers are were actually yeah. my mentors yeah. in this field. Now yeah. I have worked with and paid for some great mentors as far as helping me wrap my mind around the online um, uh, court, um, online business industry, and they have definitely gotten me to the point of you know being more confident about talking about myself and being more confident of marketing my products and services. Um, They have been great. But as far as um, my mentors in the education or the adult education industry, um, they have been women that I have worked with. And the reason that um, I want to share this is because I know that sometimes, you know, people get nervous. They, they get, they fear their knowledge they might not feel confident about that. And that's why I want to share these two people um, with you. One lady, and I think this will be, a, I talk about this all the time. I think this will be a great tip for anyone who's nervous about getting in front of the camera to record videos or to um, you know, do a live webinar. My instructor, and she must've felt the sense of fear that was coming over me 
before we were doing these instructor, these facilitated um, learning events, because I had never really done one before. This was like my first time actually doing it. And, you know, we were practicing and doing all these things. And, you know, I was probably fed up at this time because we had hired three people at the same time. So we were doing it like three times, but she pulled me over and she said, I want you to know that you are the expert and that the people in your audience are here to learn from you and that um, they don't know that you're wrong unless you really say that you're wrong. <laughs> so be confident in what you say. And even if you are wrong, you can self-correct. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that was what, what one mentor said. So she kind of just gave me the, the power or the confidence to go out and, and, and do the training. Because I was like, oh, yeah, she is right. I am the expert. I'm the one that, that knows how to do this. They're coming to learn from me. So just do the darn thing, right? So um, that's one mentor. And another mentor, um, I work with her as well on this project. And she was one that assisted me with um, speaking up more and owning the knowledge that I have and being able to, you know, step forward and do what it is that I need to do. And so she has helped me and she still does to this day, you know, if I have any questions or concerns about, you know, a project or even how to speak to others about a project, um, being respectable about the project itself, because sometimes when you come in on these projects, it's a little different. Um, you know, working with different type of um, personalities, you know, just being able to maneuver my way on that uh, or through that process has been um, invaluable. And so, you know, just having her there. Um, and also, she also gives us permission because she's, she's the project manager. She gives us permission to enjoy the fruits of our labor. Sometimes, and you know, some men do this, but mostly women, you know, we're, we're so giving to our spouses. We're so giving to our kids. We're so giving to our pets. We're so giving to our clients, our learners that we neglect ourselves. And so she is one who says, take a break, take the time that you need so that you yourself can stay healthy and productive and, um, you know, peaceful. So, you know, she's given us permission, or she's given me permission to take the time that I need and still be productive and still be okay with getting that rest. Because sometimes, you know, we kind of forget, we're just like, you know, going along in life and not taking those breaks that we need. So that's the second one. And let's see, books. Some of the books that have helped me the most, and I talked about this the other day, and it's not really, it's kind of course creation related, but it's kind of not. It's, um, where is it? Is it right here? Let me see. It is. It's Phrases That Sell. Ooh. So it's a book that, I can grab it. Phrases That Sell. And so this book has definitely helped me with my wording, which was a problem for me. Mm. Because as an educator, in this education field, I'm always talking about the education or the business part of it and not necessarily the words that you all need to hear or that your, my learners need to hear. 
you know, so that has been a, a very tough um, switch for me. And I feel like as experts, sometimes we just keep on our expert hat and we stay in this expert, you know, genre our jargon and we don't get out of it when we really do need to be saying what our customers and learners need to hear from us so that they can make the decision, a, a knowledgeable decision to move forward with our products and services. So phrases that sell, and I think there's words that sell is like the same setup. So that has definitely helped me kind of get the wording together. And I think that everyone who, you know, creates a course that doesn't have a marketing background, I think if you have a marketing or copywriting or something like that sales background, eh, you might not need it. But for those who don't, this was a great um, value add to my library. Yes, I agree with that, where it's just, it's two different, um, two completely different things. The education side and the selling side, very different. And it's very, you create the course, that's great the language that you use to create the course is not necessarily the language you're going to use to sell it. So I, yes. I, I just went on amazon.com.au then, and I've, I've got all of them on my wish list Now there's words to sell, there's phrases to sell, there's marketing phrases that sell. So I've just put all of them on my list. So I'll, I'll get into yes. them. Um, <laughs> Tony, I could speak to you about this all day, but I want to be respectful of your, your time. So if anyone's watching this, listening to this, they're like, okay, this woman is cool. I want to follow her. I want to work with her. What do we do? Do we add you on Facebook, follow you on Instagram, go to your website, watch you do funny dances on TikTok? What's the yes. best, for, <laughs> best for you? That's so funny. I just started doing reels on Instagram. Okay. And so everyone is like cracking up, like you are so funny. And they are so entertaining. I'm mostly just dancing in them because I'm just kind of getting used to it. And I'm very comfortable dancing. So I was like, oh, this is a great way for me to get comfortable with this mm-hmm. feature. And But I am doing some education when it comes to course creation. But um, you can follow me on, on all um, platforms, Twitter. Well, I don't do much Twitter, but um, Facebook and Instagram. And it's at, my handle is at Course Coach TV. So at Course Coach T for Tony, B for Brown. Awesome. And um, so you can follow me on any of those pages um, as well. And then, yes, you can always check out my website. It is uh, creatingyourclassroom.com. Again, creatingyourclassroom.com. That gives you a little bit more information about um, Collab. I'm actually in the process of updating it. So you might get a little bit of the old and a little bit of the new. Um, but it's still about me and it's about the services that I'm here to provide you to help you get your course content out of your head and into your customer's hands, um, in record time so that you can, you know, make money while you eat, sleep and play every single day. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Well, uh, and I'll put all those links in the show notes. So if you're listening on the podcast, I'll put them all in the show notes. If you're watching on Facebook, just comment social media links in the comment and me or Tony will get it over to you. Um, Tony, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to? Or is there anything you want to finish us up with? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's been a great pleasure. Um, We talked about the 40 framework and, you know, how do you get your course from from ideal to implementation to income? Um, So we went through that process. We also got very specific on the gift framework and, you know, how to actually get started with creating your courses. So I think that you have covered everything. (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time, Tony, and we will sure. chat soon. Yes, very good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank right, you for guys, listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses. 